G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. He could be resurrected and come back as the Messiah, but Jesus couldn't be resurrected and come back as the Messiah, even though Jesus ticks all these other boxes. I think what's encouraging is, is that the Jewish people are hungering. They're desperately longing for their Messiah to come. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Over the next couple of programs, we're going to be taking a look at the conundrum of how the Old Covenant seems to be describing the Jewish Messiah as either a suffering servant or a victorious king, and how this has caused a great deal of confusion for the Jewish people. You know how we, a couple of programs ago, we were talking about um, the description of the Messiah in Isaiah chapter 53 and Mm. how over the past couple of thousand years there's been a concerted effort uh, by some in the Jewish leadership to either delete it like to remove that portion completely because it describes so clearly Jesus Christ mm. and they didn't want that or they reinterpreted it to not be referring to the Messiah but to the Jewish people themselves. And we, we discussed how that couldn't possibly be and how that was yeah. wrong. There was elements where you could see it but other, others where it was just completely yeah. Yeah, it just didn't make sense at all. And it was also very contrary to the historical traditional view of all the, the religious leaders right up until just a couple of hundred years before Jesus came, um, and in particular with regard to the suffering servant or the warrior king, it was really up to the just a couple of centuries before Jesus that they really believed it was a suffering servant who was to come. But then because of Rome, and they were such a brutal oppressor and occupier of Israel and the Jewish people, by the time Jesus arrived, what they were longing for more than anything was a warrior king. Yeah. But it actually has been a bit of a conundrum for the Jewish people because if you go through the Old Covenant prophecies about the Messiah, you actually find two distinct characters actually presented quite clearly. Yeah. And then you kind of think, well, how could a suffering servant also be a warrior king at the same time? It, it's not possible. Or is it? <laughs> so that you, there, and that, and he goes by two names. This particular, or these particular characteristics or descriptions of the Messiah. There is, there's the Mashiach ben Yosef, which means the Messiah son of Joseph, mm-hmm. or Mashiach ben David, the Messiah son of David. Well, Messiah son of David makes sense to me, and that's sort of a, one that we can see easily in the Bible. But why would Messiah son of Joseph be the alternate one represented? Well, if you look at the character of Joseph, I mean, he nothing bad is said about him, first of all. And he wasn't perfect. Like Dan, Nothing was said bad about Daniel either, but we know they weren't perfect. Mm. But none of their grievances or sins were ever detailed. So you come out looking at the character of Joseph as being a very righteous, mm. godly young man. But he basically was rejected and despised by his brothers he was sold into slavery and pretty much left for dead, assumed dead, believed to be dead by yeah. his father, imprisoned, falsely accused, 
but he actually becomes victorious, seemingly comes back from the dead, rises to a position of ultimate power within that particular kingdom, and eventually brings about the salvation and protection of his entire family. Yeah. So you kind of think, well, yeah, obviously the parallels are quite clear that Joseph is a prefigure of the Messiah. And it matches a lot of the the prophecies about a Messiah who will suffer. And there's there's not it wasn't just in Isaiah fifty three that the suffering servant or suffering Messiah is presented. It's in other places as well. But then you look and you think, okay, there's lots of prophecies about a a Messiah who's going to come as a reigning ruling king. And, of course, obviously, you've got to look at the role of King David. I mean, his era was known as the golden age of the nation of Israel. He was a king who was beloved of the people. Uh, He was highly skilled. He conquered his enemies, he protected his people, and he ruled with love and grace. Okay, in this we don't want to look at his many sins, <laughs> but he, he really was this most beloved leader, this incredible king who really did love and care for his people. So this is the quandary. Is this Messiah going to turn up and be a suffering servant or is he going to be a conquering king? And if you sort of jump back to the story of Joseph, you know, when he finally reveals himself to his brothers, he said something really, really profound to them because, I mean, they were quaking in their boots. Yeah. They were, they were really scared because particularly after Jacob actually died, they were really quite scared. What is he going to do? He's yeah. the most powerful man in Egypt. What is he going to do? And... He says to them, this is in Genesis 50, verse 20, he said, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. Remember, Joseph didn't just bring about the salvation of his immediate family, getting them from Canaan to the land of Goshen in Egypt. He kept the entire nation of Egypt alive and any surrounding nations. And what is Egypt a picture of? The world. Yeah. And so, again, you see this picture of a suffering servant who basically dies, gives his life to save not only his own people, but the world. Yeah. But again, like we mentioned in those other programs, there are plenty of rabbis who are going to try to say it couldn't possibly be Jesus. Absolutely not. It couldn't possibly be. But it doesn't reconcile the problem that you have of so many people recognizing, particularly as we mentioned before, as the Dead Sea Scrolls, once they were um, discovered and Isaiah 53 is right smack bang in yeah. the middle of it and there's this suffering servant, <laughs> questions have then got to be answered. And if you read, again, just quickly going back to the Davidic covenant, Psalm 132, 11. And it says, The Lord has sworn to David a truth from which he will not turn back. Of the fruit of your body, I will set upon your throne. So we know Jesus is in the line of, of David. Yeah. But he didn't. Here's another, another reason why a lot of Jewish leaders and rabbis will say Jesus couldn't possibly. He cannot be the Messiah. Even if he ticks all the boxes, he can't be the Messiah because... Messiah is supposed to do away with sin, 
destroy unrighteousness, establish a kingdom that's going to last forever and peace is going to reign upon the earth. Well, Jesus came, he died, he's gone, and that hasn't happened. So therefore, Mm. even if all the other boxes are ticked, that can't possibly be correct. Yeah, unless it's future history. Unless it's future (laughs) history. Ooh, now, we're going to look next time at that. But again, it's still a quandary. There is a, and actually, just as an aside, there, I cannot remember his name, but there is, um, a rabbi. He is a deceased rabbi now, but part of the, uh, Has, I, I, I could be wrong here. I want to be careful when I say it, whether it's the Hasidic Jewish community, they believe this rabbi to be the Messiah. And it's interesting when conversations unfold with uh, these really lovely um, uh, religious Jewish gentlemen. They believe that this gentleman who died, who I don't believe he ever set foot in Israel, he actually is buried in the Ukraine. All right. And they flock to his um, his uh, burial site every year to commemorate him, believing that one day he's going to come back. They believe he's going to be resurrected and come back as the Messiah. And then if you have the conversation, you say, well, how come he could be resurrected and come back as the Messiah, but Jesus couldn't be resurrected (laughs) and come back as the Messiah, even though Jesus ticks all these other boxes? And there's there's really no Mm. response or answer to that. (laughs) I think what's encouraging is, is that the Jewish people are hungering. They're desperately longing for their Messiah to come. The confusion is how he's going to come. And we'll look at that some more in the next program as we continue to unpack this conundrum, as we've called it, as to whether Jesus is the suffering servant or a victorious king. We'll do that next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.